1: This week in league, NFL fever hits the NRL with Jared Haynes scouted as a running back and Dave Taylor scouted as a Goodyear blimp.
0: The Raiders finally get a quote-unquote rugby league player to agree to play for them in 2015.
1: Glenn struggles to control his erection with news that Daniel Mortimer is moving to the Gold Coast.
0: And we preview all of the action for round 15 of the 2014 NRL season.
1: All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 159 of this week in league. I'm Nate and I'm Glenn. Okay, feedback. Big feedback week this week. Sensational feedback this week. Uh, Eddie NZ. Cheers for the virus-ridden ep, lads. Much appreciated. <laughs> to discuss for next week.
0: You did sound like shit. Yeah. Well, I, I, I and I still do. I and look like shit on my head.
1: I, I would have sounded worse on the fucking uh, MMA one though. Oh, that, that was much worse. That was like... Well,
0: it's only the- that your co-host always, regardless of his actual state of health, he always sounds appalling. So
1: it makes you sound <laughs> much, much better. Um, anyway, so yeah, Chiefs to the To discuss for next week, i.e. tonight, the worst crowd signs in the NRL. Oh. For his part, he said surely the Roosters. And see, I'd, I'm actually more inclined, the ones that, if I think of bad crowd signs, straight away is that fucking GST one. Yeah, dragon. that was
0: one of the first things that and when he said roosters I thought that thing with quag, Quagmire. Yeah. Giggity, yeah.
1: yeah. What the f why? Yeah, it's shit house. It is it is shit house. The GST one is my personal I mean, it's the most it's the, the least topical sign Fucking ever. Imagine
0: <laughs> imagine sitting down with the old mate. Like that's he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? You know, hey love, love, I'm gonna need a bed sheet and I'm gonna need some paint. I've got some fucking gold. P.S., yeah. you're going to get three minutes of my fucking finest work this evening, love, because I am on fire here.
1: It was topical 20 do, years ago.
0: Oh, you know what? G.S.T. Topical. It's topical. Uh, uh. Great St. George team. Oh, love, that's great. Look like, What the fuck? How boring is that, cunt?
1: And it's like 20 years since it was to- a topical... I mean, like... When they're thinking of introducing a GST and it's GST, GST, you know, that's that's the time for that that sign. And if it existed, then great. But you want to fucking retire it at some point when it's completely just fucking boring. I mean, come on, just man. A, yeah, he's missing. And the other sister's one sister's is guy, one that
0: you we You are the most boring cunt of a human mm-hmm. that I've ever allowed to stick their two and a half inches of penis into me.
1: Exactly. And if you listen to the show, GST sign guy. Thanks for me. listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and a big hello to your missus.
1: Yes. Now, um, the uh, other one that comes to my mind straight away is uh, the one that was on TV Friday night with the South Sydney. I mean,
0: That's <laughs> let's let's go on, Warriors.
1: Well, that, that was fun. that was sensational. I mean, did you see did you see the video on well, I, the? I saw that yeah. there was
0: a video. I didn't actually watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's great. What did you he know? say? Oh, he's you know he's just up for a laugh and everything, and he's just gonna get his kid to hold it, and they're like, nope, no, he, he, he it.
0: fucked it up, and you now he's trying to sneak his way out of it.
1: Well, yeah, maybe so, but he's you know he he's, he's, he seems to stick to his story, and he's you know he's fairly consistent with it. But that's also that's that's that why also great; it's become iconic. It really it's really, it's not boring. People, it's like, let's go on anything you can just yeah. throw any team in and out
0: let's go on penrith nerds or let's go on let's go on perm other fuckheads yeah exactly so it works on so many levels <laughs> let's it's go brewing. on perm <laughs> let's go on extra hold grease exactly
1: so i'd like i'd like to see justification for people who think the roosters have the worst signs because they, they did not come into my mind immediately that giggity is worst. that
0: giggity sign's yeah. fucking ridiculous yeah, get rid of it um skd row also fucking retarded um
1: so you're making a strong case for the Roosters actually being the <laughs> at
0: this point. <laughs> yes, South Sydney. Like
1: that South Sydney, one is just fucking. It's magical in its <laughs> in its specialness. <laughs> just, I just one. I mean, like that's uh, that's of course, the, the sort of sign that Liam Fulton would come up with in ten years <laughs> <laughs> or next year, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, this week. <laughs> um, paraman MK Two, Solid ep, guys. Really starting to get concerned for Glenn. His eyes open sleeping. He's, getting, he's really getting bad.
0: It was That was the worst one yet. And I must admit, last week and and probably the week before, I was running at about two to three hours sleep a night. Yeah. And uh, it really all took its toll. Yeah. And then I had to get up on the Friday morning at four o'clock after getting home at 12.30. Yeah. And drive an hour and a half, better part of two hours, to Toowoomba. Where it was fucking misty and foggy and rainy and cold and Jesus Christ what fucking arsehole of the earth that joint is. A big hello to all our to listeners. <laughs> and um and do a fucking stock take until after until five thirty that day. Yeah. And um must admit, you know I like food. Yeah The Stephen Street store. It's just a little little takeaway shop. On Stephen Street in Toowoomba. And the fucking burgers there are
1: ridiculous, Nathan.
0: The burger, the burger Ridiculously bun... Ridiculously large. The burger bun would have to be...
1: What you're doing here is kind of like, like a, a... 20...
0: Side, what's that? 20 centimetres?
1: Like a side plate you sort yeah, of showing me. Like yeah, like easily yeah.
0: 20 centimetres in, in diameter. Yeah. If not slightly more. And I had a steak burger. Mm. And it had a good size fucking bit of steak on it.
1: Yeah, like a tomahawk or something.
0: Yeah, not like your minute <laughs> steak. Not your minute steak or this shit you get elsewhere. Yeah, they do a bazinga burger, which is bigger again. Yeah, it's got two beef patties on it, egg, bacon, onions. Like, oh, oh, it's making me hungry. I want to drive to Twombly right now. I don't think they're open. I have to break in and probably cook my own burger. But it'd be worth it because they are magnificent. It's the only thing that got me through that fucking day after going three hours sleep after falling asleep four times during the show.
1: There's meant to be some other place that could, uh, that that's a woman is good to eat, like like a chicken place or something. Super Rooster. Super Rooster is that it? That sounds I think that so. sounds like it.
0: Oh, I don't think I've ever had Super Rooster.
1: Yeah, I hear that about. I, I drove past night.
0: it on Sunday. Yeah. I was like, fuck! I should have Super Rooster. And we got there, and there was cake, and I forgot about. It. I had chocolate. <laughs> so I forgot about it. But yes It is uh, It was a little bit concerning I am uh, Quite tired again tonight Given that um, Leo is now Nine weeks old Still uh, Getting up a few times During the night And he has a little bit Of a sinus thing Going on where He struggles To uh, to breathe And He gets very snuffly And um, that He's still in the bassinet In our room And he's about to be Kicked out into the front yard Yeah So dad can get some sleep
1: I hear shaking babies helps with that sort of stuff. Um,
0: I, I, I don't know, i will no, ex- give it a
1: go. I'm no, I'm no expert, but no, like, right. I'm told that that works a treat. Is that what your parents told you? Because <laughs> they would have done that with you surely.
0: <laughs> I still want to fucking shake you now.
1: <laughs> yeah, shake me off. Now... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Blue underscore beaver. Glenn's impersonation of a concussed Liam Fulton throughout the latest <laughs> This Week in League. was spot on. Oh,
0: how many of these did we get?
1: Brilliant. Now, this the next one.
0: It's really bad. Like, look, you know what
1: fires you up? You know what? You know, what, You, know, you know, dare I say, arouses you, wakes you up, pumps you up, you know, fills you full of blood, <laughs> blood rushing to your gotcha. penis, etc. Yep. Yeah, okay. Was that gives you a massive erection? Yes. It's, it's shitting all over a listener. So I'm about to set you up, throw the fucking alley hoop up. <laughs> Uh, and and the MJ of the MJ of fucking shitting where he is, <laughs> the bite in the hand that feeds him can come in and, and fucking slam the shit down. Alright, okay. DJ X-Plane. good bloke, one of the limo crew uh, for the, the, the grand final last year. So yeah, I love the guy. I mean, he's, <laughs> hang on, uh, and he's a nice. he's also super nice to us, like yeah, when we meet him you know, a, at games and that.
0: He's not a nice bloke. B just fucking point B wait. of him not being a nice bloke. He hung around in a fucking limo with you and a bunch of other fucking nerds.
1: Let's get let's get to the let's let's get to the uh yeah, Does that make a nice
0: bloke?
1: The case in point, and this is something that's been going on for two years through this the, the the course of this show being produced. Manly fan, but for some reason he's just got this unnatural fucking Kevin Costner to Whitney Houston. Thing going on where he just jumps to the defence of Corey Norman at any possible slight to his name. His last name is probably Norman. I don't, I, I don't fucking know. But he's tweeted here last week just to refresh memories. People maybe don't remember or didn't listen last week. Uh, Unky D, made His yes, I repeat, first ever contribution, positive contribution to the show.
0: And <laughs> boy, and, oh, let's hope it's the last because. Um,
1: <laughs> but he said that he we said Cory Norman. That.
0: It'll turn the world on its axis.
1: He said Corey Norman. Um, his his nickname should be Gandalf, because, you know, you shall not pass, and, uh, oh yeah, we, we agreed immediately that, yes, that from now on, Corey Norman will be, will be known forevermore as Gandalf, so, so DJ X-Plane comes in, says, uh, I'm no LOTR fan, but doesn't Gandalf, (laughs) Gandalf stop other people from passing? Ashford is the reverse Gandalf. I was like, yes, okay, you're trying to distract it, deflect attention from Corey Norman. And then he went on to say that, you know, he's 89% of fucking time this happens and he does this. And, like, the first time he took us to task saying oh, he leads in fucking line yeah. break assists with, you know, you know, all this shit.
0: Look, people can come up with stats to back up their argument. Like, when I say that, you know, 100% of women mm. won't have sex with this fucking guy. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> And, um, you know, he, he's a nerd 100% of the time. Um, sitting around, looking at his computer screen, you know, with naked pictures of Corey Norman and, and you know, on one monitor. And a, live, and, and a
1: live feed, you know, of just stats.
0: And, you know, Corey Norman, Corey Norman stats on the other monitor. I um, just... It's just... I'm concerned for the bloke. I'm concerned for him
1: because... Corey Norman with a hit-up. <laughs>
0: I'm concerned for him because... He's he's not particularly attractive. He's not particularly intelligent. He clearly knows nothing about rugby league, no matter how much rugby league he actually watches, which is a fucking lot. How can you not take in professionally what's like, up to up to this year? He does. He's he makes a living out of watching rugby league, and how can you be so fucking shit at it and not look at a game featuring Corey Norman and realise that he's a fucking vortex?
1: And one of the things, one of the, one of the the defences that he placed in in this case for Corey Norman was that the highest tri scorer, the leading tri scorer in the NRL, he plays inside of the leading tri scorer in the NRL. So yeah, that's great. So he's not playing centre though. It's not like he's feeding Rad Radra, is he? And not only that, Fui Fui Moi Moi by that same rationale, Fui Fui fucking plays inside the lead. You know. Oh God, he must be the fucking king of tri-assists <laughs> as well. Tim, Tim, Manor. Tim Manor. Tim
0: Manor is also. I mean, he he's responsible for Sammy's tries, surely. <laughs> um, look, that's a ridiculous argument. I think you're a ridiculous human. And um, look, if you if you really want to learn something about rugby league, catch up with me and buy
1: me more bourbons at the next Broncos game. <laughs> at fish, and this is like F, and then a bunch of eyes. Sh. Look in our favourites if you want to follow the guy. And he's uh, "This, this is going back to our super coach last week." How I said, "There's a team called the Wendells in number one mm. position. Team called the Wendells in number ten position." I'm confused. How there's a second super coach team called the Wendells, same name, and listens to the same podcast. He's got Ash, you've got me all wrong, Ash magician. So um, it actually is. It's not some guy that's rolling, rocking out two separate teams. Isn't it's two separate people.
0: Isn't Succi? Isn't Eric Succi a Wendells?
1: No, these are both Michael, one's Michael B and one's Michael F. I yeah, think. right. I think, from the top of my head.
0: Is Fish Michael F? So that yeah, that's Michael like, Fish. yeah, that's Michael Fish. Michael Fisher. B, is that Boner?
1: Boner? Could be Boner, yeah. But it's just crazy, the same same team name. and yeah, all it's like, weird. Yeah. Okay, Unky D. If getting abused by Glenn is a mark of having made it, then I've made it, bitches. Is it? Probably not. Is it really? No, I don't think so. I
0: oh, don't know. Well, Let's face it, I mean,
1: there's a thousand people you've abused over this through this show, easy a thousand, easy.
0: And some of them, you know, some un- of still un- D, case in point, yep. are the last forms of human that I've ever encountered. Um, <laughs> I don't know that you've made it if I've given it to you.
1: But he's given us a review for last week's app.
0: There's still hope for you. Look, I'm, you know, if you take it on board and, and use it as, you know, a, a stepping stone to a better life where you're less of a fuckwit, then, you know, you're welcome.
1: Episode one fifty eight review from Monkey D. Oh fuck! You. Sleepy and sneezy escape Snow White's perverted little midget funhouse to talk some random stuff and footy. Five stars. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: sleepy and sneezy. That's
1: you like that? Z. Oh, right? like that? that's genuine. You could help yourself. That's two
0: positive contributions in two weeks. Fuck! I can't <laughs> have this. Cannot have it.
1: Gotta love Kivi. He said, listening to the podcast, there is a genuine page on Facebook selling Frozen gear. Try searching fun-ta-see. There's going on hash, let it go, hash, let it go. So, um, thanks for that. As it turned out, my wife went to, uh, the very next day after recording on the Friday, she went to uh, Toys R Us at Garden City, I believe. Walked in there managed to get herself a... Uh, get herself. A talking or slash singing Olaf thing. Yeah, really. The last one, the only one in there, it was near the, near the, near the door, so she just picked it up and thought maybe that'll be that'll be, be, be a default position. I'll pick that up because it because it qualifies. Not another thing in the store.
0: I would imagine when the uh, this week in league bobbleheads are released, you would imagine that it would be a similar response. Agreed. It w- you wouldn't. You
1: won't be able to buy them. Worldwide shortage. GT351 underscore Johns. Does anyone remember the good old days when teams had one home and one away jersey? Clubs are just taking the piss now. When you say the clubs. I mean New Zealand Warriors for the most part.
0: Oh, the Tigers are bad. Bulldogs are bad. The Tigers are pretty bad. Manly's and, had a bunch.
1: Yeah, well, Broncos have Manly, had a bunch. Manly do they do keep them into certain categories though? There's like home and away, and then there's like heritage, and then there's like a indigenous or a, and then you know, they whatever. do
0: the um, Brett Stewart retard jersey. Oh, that's true. They um, do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, fucking
1: magnificent jersey. Do you remember when Manly played though, like, in that yeah, oh, that... yeah,
0: look, at the end of the day...
1: The Warriors just do one because it's fucking the 13th of the because month. Because whatever the deal they've signed the with Canterbury,
0: Canterbury's like, we're going to extract every last fucking dollar out of this deal. Um, do you remember when Manly played in that green m M&M m jersey? Or Mars jersey?
1: Yeah, I remember, yeah. That was was it was like current? a one... I remember when they played it... Back when they used to have the, the vertical... The, sorry, the horizontal stripes in the you know mid-2000s. I remember they played one game for like an environmental... Mm. some some green energy company or something and it was like green and white instead of maroon and white stripes Yeah, remember that and they, they basically it was only well, I mean, ever 17 I thought
0: 17. it was an M&M's when they released a green M&M or something or
1: blue yeah. or something I can't Yeah remember. I don't, I don't recall that but you know that's it's possible it's,
0: Look I'm not suggesting that every fan goes out and buys every fucking jersey every season cuz you'd need 17 full-time jobs to to afford it but
1: especially if you're a At Kiwi,
0: 160 bucks a pop it's, they don't even keep the same design for two seasons. Yeah, you know, like I buy a Tigers jersey every year,
1: yeah. at least one. Tigers do change. It changes their base. They've changed a lot, though. Yeah,
0: just like you, you, I get that sponsors change. And there's not much you can do about that. But the actual design of the jersey, like fuck. Yeah. Just everyone wants to have the latest shit. But and you think of kids, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go buy Jackson one of those. Sponsorless Best and Less jerseys. No. I had enough of them when I was a kid. Yeah. Not going to do that. Yeah. So I go and I buy Jackson the hundred fucking dollar authentic mm-hmm. Broncos jersey a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like they should at the very minimum they should make it affordable to get your kids into a jersey and an authentic it
1: jersey. It annoys me because you're actually paying extra money to be a billboard for the sponsors of the club. Yeah, exactly. You know, that that should, should be cheaper you know, for that.
0: But when you look at this, and I, I get all the, the production costs and all the rest of it, but when you look at the size of the kid's jersey, and it's
1: two-thirds of the price of the fucking... Yeah, but the production cost now would have to be less, because they're all that kind of stretchy material, mm. and it's all, like, sublimated on there. It's not like the old days where it's, like...
0: Someone had to iron it on. And... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, even even the, the logos, in a lot of cases, are, like, digitally, you know, sub, mm. sublimated on the design, and then, like, the NRL... Logo is is often embroidered, embroidered, yeah. So that's actually cheaper to produce.
0: Yeah, look, I I agree. I just think that one hundred and sixty bucks is a is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, for for what's essentially a working class game, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of people, um, and and we've spoken already this season about ticket prices, and we've often, um, brought up you know the cost of food at places like, mm-hmm. Skil, you know... Suncorp, Skill, Sun, Suncorp, yeah, Skill, yeah. any of the big stadiums. And um, it's good to see clubs coming to the party with, with cheaper ticket prices to, to try and get families to games, and um, and I commend them. But, you know, the next part of it is, you know, kids and, and families, mums, dads, they wouldn't wear the colours. That's it. So make it affordable.
1: Yep, agree. Okay, Mitch Doyle08... Definitely getting around Gandalf for Corey Norman. Kent used to shit me no end at the Broncos. It has continued. So there we go. That's Thank basically you. an antidote to DJX plane. Mm. former underscore legend. Challenges thrown out, not to us, but to our listeners. I think this week in league should encourage their listeners to troll the footy show with lookalikes that don't look alike. No. Nah. I've I consider yourselves encouraged. I'm not going to watch the footy show to to um to verify that happened. But by all means, screen caps, video, do it. I'm all for it, man. If it happens, it happens. Get them on there. Jeez, Just send you reel that a heap of
0: your, like, your face yeah. with, you know, like, a b- bunch of different footy players. Ben
1: Roberts. Like, yeah. <laughs> <and Sonny laughs> Bill <Williams>. Dave Taylor.
0: Sonny <laughs> Bill Williams. Daniel got like, a, oh, a, I a, imagine if you look like Sonny Bill Williams, as, I wouldn't be able to do the show.
1: Someone you could be you, you barely can anyway. I mean, like you know, so you, your side of the story might be, "Oh, I'm so tired, my head's hitting the fucking desk." But you know, maybe, maybe I'm just it's,
0: passing out from l- lack of oxygen in my brain.
1: Yeah, you know, or, or maybe it's like you know, you, you're just trying to take the express. route to get your head into my lap, but you're fucking the table, saving me from getting a fucking scratchy beardy. It's, it's got very, me off you. <laughs> it's very, very hard
0: to sit here and listen to you week after week. <laughs> And
1: it's hard it's, is
0: it? It's it's quite a soft how, soft how beard actually. Is it? It'd be very soft. <laughs> Might start a fire rubbing. it in... Oh wait, hang on, stop. <laughs> it'd be like... These you've got to move this. You've got to start moving this shit. There's stuff everywhere. I've got if be like Star having it Star Wars Lego and fucking dolls and toys and sh- what are you fucking five? It'd Get be... the shit out of my way. I've got a podcast to host here.
1: With that beard, it'd be like it'd be it'd be like um It'd give you an appreciation for, you know, like how someone like, you know, John Holmes felt, you know, going in, going in on like, you know, some of the, some of those furry 70 bushes, (laughs) 70s bushes.
0: (laughs) Jeez, if we got tangled, it'd be hard to explain.
1: Yes. Um, Unky D says, uh, loved Hopper Jr. being called Hoju. Did Glenn get that reference or did it go sailing over his head? Fair to say it went sailing over your head.
0: Is it a reference? I thought someone just come up because, you know, like, Ho, Hopper, Jew, Junior.
1: Yeah, but no, no that's, not, that's not the origination of it, no. Yeah, right. One of the finest episodes, in fact, I would, I would maybe consider the second finest season's episode ever.
0: Jackson's a little bit of a Jai Waitford fan, mm-hmm. and there's one of the songs on his little album where he says something about, hold you.
1: What's the name of that? What's, what's, the, what's the name?
0: Jai Waitford? Who the fuck is that? I, I from never, um, I'm, X, I'm, X Factor.
1: I've, I've honestly never, ever heard that name in my life. Oh,
0: right. It's... Yeah, you know, kids will love him. Jackson loved him.
1: And, um... So he's actually got, like, an album out He's got a little album out, and okay.
0: there's one part of his song where he's said, like, hold you. Yeah. But he says it, like, hold you. And every time I think of <laughs> Jr.
1: <laughs> Don't knock on my door. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. I
0: just want to hold you.
1: This... I, I, I know that I'm ra- severely running the risk of... Uh, of the Mitches overrunning our Twitter on this on this topic, but I, it's a reference. from like probably you know what I consider to be the second the second best episode of The Simpsons of all time, back in like the early seasons, like maybe season four, the the uh, the monorail episode. You'd be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, So Homer's the monorail. You know, gets the job as being the driver of the monorail, and, and you know Bart's telling him about how you know the kids at school. You know, think how yeah, awesome is his you know monorail driver? He's like, yeah. Well, maybe you could change your name to 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 Homer Junior. You know, they call you, you know, the kids will call you Hoju. And he's like, uh yeah, how about I don't. Right. Yeah, so second best Simpsons episode how after f-
0: how few listeners will we have if we didn't have references we, to stuff. No, if we put a line through Yeah. Penrith nerds and people named Mitchell.
1: Yeah, okay, so it probably cuts us down to yeah. Like Unky D. We'd have we'd have a listenership similar to, to, to the other Rugby League podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes perfect answer.
1: Eat it cunts. Jeremy underscore Jack zero one boys, I was at Burger in Surrey Hills yesterday and didn't realize Glenn had his own range of condiments, of which I show you the photograph. Hot <laughs> Samoan boys chili sauce. What's that made out of?
0: It sounds I, I, seedy. I, I,
1: it's, it's funny. Like, oh, I want it. Like, <laughs> want I, some. I, I don't want people to get me all wrong, but just looking at that chili sauce, it's like it's it's making my mouth water and it's making you pretty much slide off the chair.
0: Well, I. <laughs> I'm struggling to contain my excitement.
1: It's a Cherburger. Where did you buy that? Well, you, I assume you could probably buy it at, at Cherburger in Surrey Hills. Perhaps that might be somewhere we go when we have a meet-up. Or when we go now, we're... we're going to we, be busy. We may have
0: Cherburger to... and fucking...
1: What's Sefton that? Sefton Playhouse. Sefton Playhouse, yeah. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, I know. i would go down there and... Um...
0: Birdo's been a little bit quiet lately. Yes. He yes. He He's usually fucking mouthing off and yeah. carrying on like a general fuckhead guess maybe, it's not cricket season.
1: So. Maybe, maybe he started his, 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 his uh, warm up for, for cricket season. Because <laughs> he's got six months to fucking get up speed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you just imagine him charging in at the nets down at the oval in middle of winter, just yep. warming
1: up. I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. This guy. I ran into Corey Norman before today's game. Photograph from Supernova. <laughs> a guy dressed up. What is up that? As... Is
0: that like a nerd convention? Yeah. Is oh, it? Yeah, massively. Just, you, like we should have done a recording there. Would have had ninety percent of our well, not 90%. No, no, that's harsh. Ninety percent. I want to give you. I you to said. Give, I want
1: to give you an example of the of the level of of nerd. You know the the supernova nerd that was it there. There? Uh, I'm not sure, but um, you go to these supernova things, and they have like minor, sometimes major, but mostly sort of minor celebrities have appeared in like sci-fi or you know that sort of you know yeah. like a, some some fucking guy that played a fucking alien on Star Trek or some shit, you know. Right. You know. Not like a not like a Shatner level, but like this fucking third alien on the right, you know. Yeah. But
0: in this, the credits it's like this one alien for, taking a dump in the background. Yeah, or well,
1: the, the alien chick that, you know, got, got you know ass fucked by Captain Kirk on the fucking Jeez, what's Star Trek what or some shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I wasn't but, um, watching
0: any Star Trek at all, but.
1: No, me neither. But uh which is <laughs> why I'm having a lot of trouble <laughs> fucking building the <this> scenario <laughs> for the listeners. Uh this time did have one, you know, legend, legendary person, you know, like Stan Lee. Yes, legend. Obviously done a lot, you know, in the world, you know, comic books. The other person there was uh, Nikolai Costa or whatever, who plays Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones. Oh, that's worth
0: the price pros- price pros- of admission alone.
1: You want to get a photograph of Stan Lee, hundred bucks. Worth it. You really? If like hundred bucks.
0: Listen, if I'm like I'm a. I'm a Counting Crows fan. I would fucking pay a hundred bucks to have a photo with Adam Duritz in a fucking heartbeat.
1: Really? Yes. That's very interesting. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, and, it means,
0: you know, I could probably give you a handful of people that I would gladly pay a hundred bucks to have a photo with.
1: There is not a person or, on this fucking earth that 200. I would pay money to have a photograph with. I don't think. I mean there's some people that I haven't met yet that I'd be like i fucking love to meet that person and have a conversation with them. Yeah. But in a situation here where there's a fucking line of nerds and you get trotted up click fuck off. next. Click, because you off.
0: have to put yourself in this situation where it's not like you ever, I don't know. I just think it'd be cool to have. If I would, this, I would put it.
1: This, the what I would do is instead of you know, it's not. It's Kurt's not, it's favorite not, thing. It's not that it's a money thing. It's it's yeah. a, it's it's, it's principle. I'd rather no, yeah, a little bit principle but also I would just like to yeah, you want to meet these people because I'd actually just like to have a con- just shoot the shit with them for like a couple, you know, a couple of years and okay. just like have a conversation, not not be in a situation where you're being like just trot it out like cattle, click, 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 you know, and not getting and you know not. Make, you yeah, know, making like a sort of, you know, connection, like a story you can tell. Like, yeah, you know, oh I met Stan Lee. Oh, did you? What was he like? I don't know. I stood there next to him and he sort of sat awkwardly off to the side and then the guy said smile and he took a photo and then I was fucking on to the next.
0: When can Crows were out last year, might have been the year before, um, and they played Pack, and you could pay for, you could pay extra yep. to have like a meet and greet. See, that's with, a I'm perfectly with, cool with that selected members of the band. Oh, okay. But there was no guarantee that
1: you were going to get Adam. So you get and, like the bass player and the drummer. Like and I... <laughs> they're, they're all... AKA the most... The, 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 most exactly. It, unessential, they seem like ridiculous, crappy members of They all seem like awesome
0: dudes, but with all due respect, if I didn't get a couple of minutes for my 500 bucks or whatever the fuck it was going to be, yeah, yeah. guaranteed to fucking chat with Adam Duritz, yeah. then I'm sorry, but I'm not that interested... And yeah. if it's not guaranteed, it's like a lucky dip. And he's notorious for some days great with fans, other days fucking a little bit bipolar, and, okay. and and hates having his photo taken. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, this wasn't a risk I was going to oh, take. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like
1: you go you go to you pay your money, uh, or you know through indirectly through your membership. Muhammad you know? Ali, I
0: would fucking pay a lot more than hundred bucks to have my photo taken with him.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean it, it's it's meaningless for me to have my photo taken with Muhammad Ali. I'd rather like talk to a dude. You know what I mean? I fucking good luck with that. Well, exactly. I mean, like, or, you know, get him to, get him to fucking make me a cocktail or something and shake it up. <laughs> you know, something. I don't know. That's appalling, so... <laughs> and I want to fucking kick you in the face for saying
0: such hurtful things.
1: Because, you know, I had, I had the opportunity, you know, to pay those ridiculous things to meet, like, you know, Mike Tyson, that, like, last year, that thing. The, the, you know, he's out here in Brisbane.
0: Yeah, but, the t- see, I was all G'd up to do it, but yeah. work, I couldn't I couldn't do it with work.
1: Yeah, but see, like, through your membership with the club, though... Yeah, you, know, you either pay for it or it's part of your membership as a as an out of state member or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You go to the members' function like the one you go to, like the manly ones I go to. Yeah, yeah like, the yeah. tiger one. Yeah. And you can just go and shoot the shit with the players and everything. That's yeah. fucking to get photos with them. See, that's a cost. We're talking on a
0: different level, though. Yeah, we're talking but, I mean, about like, footy players compared to fucking yeah, Stan Lee But people, yeah, or, but people's
1: heroes are people's. Uh, you know, people have different heroes. Well, you, you need, need to choose your
0: your heroes a little bit more fucking carefully you know, like, if if you if you're putting you know any footy player on the same level as Muhammad Ali. Well, yeah. Or Mike Tyson, or, you know, not that I'm... A... You might not like it's boxing. It's like Kurt says, and, you know, I'm loathe to give any credit yep. to anything Kurt has ever said in his entire fucking miserable life. Yeah. But, as he says, everyone is a nerd for something. That's true. And so, everyone has that something, you'd probably go, yep, I'll fucking spend yep. that money. Like, when we spent 450 bucks on UFC seats.
1: Yeah. Everyone, but, like, that's, but every you... single person I know went,
0: what the fuck? Yeah, but, how you're, much paying, money?
1: but you're paying, but you're paying to, to see an event. Sure, You're getting There's, there's an actual transaction like, there about, you know... There's
0: no fucking way I would ever pay $450 for a ticket for anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that's like, how much do they jack the tickets, the Origin tickets up to this year too? Same, sure. you know, same, not the same price, but, uh, you know, enough of a ballpark similarity. Anyway, but, I think
0: we've achieved enough by saying, you know, me agreeing with something Kurt said, and I think we can <laughs> probably leave it there.
1: Jamie Lannis is 70 bucks. I ought to pay that. See, what I would do... Is I would instead find out where they're staying, yeah, and maybe just you know just I hang in the lobby,
0: come prepared,
1: and bump into them in quotes, oh. at the in the lobby, at the lobby or something, I would have, have a chat to them, get a photo on the phone,
0: dressed up as Cersei,
1: and have him simulate a sexual act. Long on one up the wrong one, yeah, yeah. But see, so like, it you see, it like, a you coffin. Know, like I met a couple of guys like you know like Bas and Tito and you know mm. guys like that I didn't pay for them. But if I was if I was paying, it, it would be it would have been about a hundred bucks, but there's like two, three hours training seminar first, which is you know is obviously another. You're not just paying for yeah, sure. a slam bam thank you man photo situation. Um, Facebook, Brendan Kelly said always. Jeez, we went on then. Yeah, we did, but that's the yeah. The that's kids, what we do best. The, the kiddies like. Back love to it. our best. It's a short week. There's only a couple of games, so it's yeah. all good. Uh, Brendan Kelly, always a great listen. Welcome relief from that vuvuzela of a round ball game. Fucking Aww. word, Brendan. I I wish I could like that comment a thousand times. I wish I had more Facebook accounts so I could give that account Just give that give that status five hundred likes.
0: As is evidenced by my um Twitter handle at SportsFansLife, Life. Yeah. I fucking love all sport. And it's true. The World Cup from the time I think I might have said last week, from Italia ninety of and I've never been a guy that has hugely followed any of the like growing up in that I never really followed the European yeah. European leagues and once Jackson started playing soccer, he was started playing soccer when he was like ten months old. As soon as he could walk yeah. he was doing like coaching stuff and and then he played his first proper season last year and he's he's loved it. Um his one true love is rugby league though. Um as is evidenced by this year where he just continues to play at every waking moment. But um so we've got involved with the Roar and, and been to a bunch of their games and um but the World Cup have always kept a handle on what's going on in every World Cup since 1990 so yeah. for, for whatever reason it just, just strikes a chord with me
1: there you go
0: and I know like I, I can watch a game and go and sometimes you'll go that's that's just, just fucking boring Yeah. but there's other times and the more I understand about the game the more you know I, more interested I become and I'm still not fucking I still can't read a game of soccer like I can read a game of rugby league like the defensive structures yeah, and yeah. how they break them down it does, it's lost on me but I'm getting there there you go <clears throat> I wouldn't say it was a vuvuzela of a fucking round ball game considering it's arguably the fucking biggest sporting event on the planet
1: <sighs> yeah I mean arguably Justin was the fucking biggest musical act on the planet too quality does not fucking equal popularity <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> McDonald's probably sells more fucking food and more meals than any other fucking restaurant on the planet, too. And don't tell me it's like some Heston Blumenthal bullshit. No. So, yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Are you, are you finished? Yeah. Saguna. Saguna. Yeah. G'day, fellas. Just another question to get you your You thick... don't do it properly. Oh, fucking. If you're
0: going to do it, have a real fucking crack at it, or just call him Ian.
1: Arguably... That was the greatest saguna that's ever been (laughs) uttered on this fucking show. I'm happy to argue that point. (laughs) G'day, fellas. Just another question to get your thinking caps working. What is the worst. This is going to be the. Could be the finest fucking listener feedback topic ever. And I know you've got a story to go, so this is why I fucking put it in. This is going to be bad. What is the worst damage you've done to something while watching your team play? (laughs) Start thinking. I remember a few years back in 2010, a few of us boys went to a mate's place to watch the Tigers flogging at the hands of Souths. The mates' plays we went to hated the Tigers with a passion because we supported them. During the game, he kept heckling us to a point, until a point we couldn't take his bullshit no more. So we grabbed him and tried wrestling him to the floor. But because he was a big guy, it was hard to do. So one of us tripped him and he fell right through the kitchen gyprock wall. We were in utter shock as to what happened. In the process of him getting up, his dad was upstairs. And when he heard the massive bang, his exact words were, Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? And he came downstairs. Our mate couldn't face his dad because he was so petrified of him. So he bolted outside, aka. Forest Gump style And just ran and ran As far away as he could When his dad saw the damage He said Where's that fucking son of mine We said We don't know So we left straight after And started looking for him With no To no avail I assume he means A few hours later We found him Five kilometres away All breathed out In a park Scared shitless In his pants We took him back home Which he declined to do so But we did And he confronted his dad Like scared Chris Sandow Going home And confronting his family On how he had to spend His weekly wages On the pokies At the local leagues club after they had a chat at the end of the day we had nothing to worry about because his uncle was a gyp rocker and repaired the w- the damaged wall free of charge. <laughs>
0: oh, so that was a fucking fizzler at the end. It's like
1: yeah, he's like yeah, then, then, then his son got thrown through the other fucking wall and, <laughs> and, and, and they smashed tiles in his head. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm a bit lost as to what story I'm gonna tell.
1: Well, I mean we we know we we, we know Benji. After the Tigers <laughs> lost, the, the, the first thing that came into my mind was was Tiger Benji, and he and after Tigers finals loss, I believe it was was, was it where Lottie fucking the, the was, one right that at that the end. was the hundred minute game. Oh, it was a hundred minute game. Yeah, and he's put his he's put his fist through the wall. Yeah, yeah, but based, based like so similar sort of story. And a the Tigers guts game, the under his belt, and, yeah. and
0: a stubby to his old as a tribute to my old boy. And oh look, um, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to do it these days, Benji. No. He struggled to fucking make a dent in Jip Rock yes, cause he's, yeah. since he's got AIDS, um, <laughs> it's it's a sad, sad story. But uh, um, quite often, I've got this really bad habit of fucking beating, like beating my chest, or like my heart, like,
1: like Marky Mark in fear. Oh, that's another reference, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's a
0: movie reference. Fuck, I'm just lost on me.
1: You know that fucking movie where he fingers Reese Witherspoon on a roller coaster? No. Nah. Okay, there you go. Listen to that it sounds talking. like a movie I'd like to watch. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's what it's called. I believe the, the working title was Love Roller Coaster, but then they're calling it Fear. Right. End, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just, can you download that for me? <laughs> Just that scene, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I have this bad habit of of beating my chest or my my heart with my fist, and there's been times where I've seriously thought I've done damage. I've, sometimes I've also, because i have not You can knock you like hard. You could
1: actually like... You know, people take sometimes in games, you know, in footy, you know, they, they take like a massive hit yeah. to their chest right where their heart is, and like actually like give themselves like arrhythmia.
0: Yeah. I've, a couple of times, especially if I've had a few bourbons whilst watching footy, <laughs> I mistime it. Yeah. And I've hit my collarbone a couple of times. <laughs>
1: Throat punch like, yourself. <laughs>
0: just... Like bang, and it gets feel like I'm fairly aggressive with it. Yeah. And oh man, there's been a couple of times where I was like, I think I've done some damage here. And <laughs> Nicklin is not going to take me to the hospital Rightly if I've so. beaten so. my own chest and broken something yeah. whilst watching a Tigers game. She'd be like, oh, you can actually die.
1: So this is like not you don't just you bring this actually, out to the finals. This is like just any game. Yeah, any any game that gets me to that. Well, Friday night. Oh. So it's okay. So it's not like a. It's it's like when things are going well.
0: No, well, look. It could be a comeback victory, or they could be. You know, there's... It's not a. It's not a. There's no formula to it. it. It
1: just happens. Big partner. It just happens. Yeah, there's exactly. no formula to it. Okay.
0: Um. It's but it's it's not good because fuck it hurts sometimes, <laughs> and I do it at games as well. I've done it at like games, live games, and yeah, it's um.
1: Yeah, no, this, after, look, after, after, after we gonna... finish, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you that scene out of Fear. It'll be on YouTube. Right. Eh? Not the finger on the rollercoaster. The other bit, <laughs> and, oh. and it'll be exactly like yeah, it'll be exactly like that. Righto.
0: I've got half a nasty thinking about it.
1: News, and the first story is the future of Benny. What will it be? And uh, Wayne Bennett, he has no doubts he'll be coaching in the NRL next season, but he admits it may not be at Newcastle. Despite assurances over the weekend from NRL boss Dave Smith that Bennett would be encouraged to remain at the Knights under the club's new ownership structure, seven-time Premiership winning coach said he wouldn't make any commitment until decisions were made on the club's new management. So uh, ongoing speculation is that Bennett could end up either back at St. George or Brisbane if things don't work out in Newcastle, but he's adamant that he's not entered any negotiations. He said, I'm not doing anything until we find out what's happening here. And this is not just about me. They, as in Newcastle's new owners, might think they can get a better bloke or go in a different direction. There are a lot of conversations to be had. It would have been better if it was done yesterday, but the process has taken time. I should think that in a month or six weeks or so, we should all know what we're doing. Quickness is ideal, but it's more important to get it right. The NRL have done a wonderful job. Tony Crawford and staff have been outstanding to put this back together again. It was obviously broken, and they've managed to get it back. Now it's the case of doing the next stage right also. If it takes an extra couple of weeks to do that, then so be it. Asked if he could see himself staying, in Newcastle Bennett said... I can if all the stars line up, yeah. But my three years here have highlighted to me what I've always known. As Jack Gibson so wisely said long ago. so long ago, if the front office is not in order, you've got yourself some problems. We've battled for a long period of time here, and I don't want to go through that again. I just don't want that.
0: That's fairly damning assessment on their the management. Knights, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's say that... that makes me feel like he does have a little bit of a backup plan in his mind even yeah. if he hasn't opened a negotiation if if Wayne Bennett rang Brisbane and said I want to come back they'd make it happen and mm-hmm. same at St George yep. um, St George probably seems like the more logical solution they've got a caretaker in, yeah. in place at the moment um, does it really is it better for the game is it better You know, does it work better sit better with the NRL if he stays in Newcastle do they really give a fuck yep. um, he'll go wherever you know if if he's not happy with the management st- structure at Newcastle and he does look elsewhere, he's going to go to the highest bidder, and he's proven that to be the case yep um you, you know and rightfully so he's a fucking the proof is in the pudding with wayne bennett and and I think he's probably absolved himself from a little bit of blame at Newcastle and some of his recruiting um of you know guys that are probably at the latter stages of yep. their career to be polite yep um at Newcastle, Newcastle, hasn't worked so well um, as it did in St George. So we'll um, we'll wait and see. But I think if it all comes down to it, and he's not happy, and he moves on from Newcastle. It's going to be to the highest bidder. I don't think it's you know sentiment is really going to come into it for him.
1: Yep, I agree. It's funny. It's just, speaking of damning things. Well, you know, it depends on how that they you know drove this interview with him. But he's saying that I'm. Um I've never worked in an organisation where I haven't had a relationship with the chairman. It just doesn't work. For me personally, that'll be a huge issue for me. So that's talking about if the current chairman, Paul Harrigan, or Chief Executive Matt Gidley, get pushed out by the new owners mm. you know, after the NRL handover. But he doesn't say anything about Harrigan, but Gidley, he says, Matt Gidley's done a wonderful job. It's been a tough three years, and he's had to handle crisis after crisis. He's only going to be better for what he's been through. I can't believe how well he's handled it for a guy who virtually went straight into that position after he finished playing football. He's a quality person with great integrity.
0: Wow, that's fairly high big, praise indeed. Fairly fucking big rap from a, a yeah. guy that he would obviously have a huge amount of respect for. So didn't say anything about
1: Harrigan, so I don't know. I don't know whether to read anything into that. You know, did, did the <laughs> questioning not take him there, or did you know he purposely pump it up Gidley And you know, is he purposely omitting at? Yeah, any but it's a smart guy. I, I I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't think. Um, you know, is Paul Harrigan someone you want as your chairman of your football club?
1: Yeah, I don't think so, but I mean, I don't know how well he does the, you know, the that, that chairman side of things. I mean, sure. we only know what we see, you know, A, on the football field and B, on Lowe's commercials and stuff and C, you know, footy shows. Tell you shows what, if he,
0: if, he, if he thinks he's going to resolve it in four or six weeks and the Broncos have a pretty ordinary four or six weeks, I think there might be some phone calls, mate.
1: Yeah, I think the Dragons are more likely, I mean, because the sure. Broncos have been saved somewhat by, you know, their, their overachieving to date yep. season and I mean they're not going amazingly but you know they're certainly not you know I don't think they're in, you know sacking territory for Hook at this point next apparently according to Cronulla Chairman Damien Kio, he estimates the financial toll of the 17 month doping investigation centred on the Sharks has reached 4 million dollars so Jesus. um He reckons that financially the consequences of a lengthy inquiry have affected players as well as the club. At least one on-the-market Cronulla player is understood to be frustrated that other teams will not engage in contract talks with him. Despite his claim, he was not involved when NRL squad members were allegedly given injections, creams and tablets during their controversial 11-week supplement program in 2011. The ramifications for the club of the Asada probe are staggering. One million dollar fine dished out by the NRL, legal costs and other lost revenue, including the Sharks' failure to land a major front of Jersey sponsor. I would say at this stage we would account with NRL fines and legal costs and our other associated costs. Our direct costs are now over $2 million, Keogh said. Indirect costs, which would be sponsorships and other kinds of revenue, would probably match that. So direct and indirect costs are probably up around the $4 million mark now. The Sharks say they will not follow Essendon's lead to the Federal Court, despite what Keogh described as an incredibly unfair process, but they are also facing possible legal action against them by three former players, Isaac Gordon, Josh Cordoba, and Broderick Wright. Despite the financial strain, Keo insists the Asada scandal has not left them on the ropes. Their uh, lifeline is the uh, residential and retail project on a 10 hectare site adjacent to Ramonda Stadium, a property development that recorded sales of $100 million on its first day on the market in February and will ultimately contain 600 apartments.
0: I've said it before and and we've discussed it at length on the show previously, but the sales situation... um, i I think the most telling point of the entire asada thing is when um it was revealed just recently about just how politically motivated it was yeah um and when you've got a struggling football club caught in the middle of it um and having done some you know been guilty of some wrongdoings and they were already struggling and sponsors aren't coming knocking on their door and and players. Aren't being recruited, and they can't manage their salary cap because players can't go anywhere. And I just, you know, it's this is in you know, a me feeling sorry for the Sharks because at the end of the day, if they've done the wrong thing, then so they should pay a penalty. But uh, you'd like a resolution, and I think it's better for the NRL as a whole if there's a resolution to it, and the findings are made fairly clear and public, and you know, we can all get on with it. It's it's been going on for far too long, and and. There's a due course, I'm sure, and um, they need to all do their due diligence. But how, how fucking long should that take? And how many how many dollars have been invested in in, in investigating it? Um, it just seems like it's just been this bottomless pit of money, and the sharks are behind, and um, you know the taxpayers funding the investigation are behind, and yep. um, you know there has to be a more productive way um, to. Spend those sorts of resources.
1: Um, they'd want it. They'd want to have some fucking scalps at the end of it. I mean, it can't be like a total. You know what I mean? Like a total wasted process, where in the end nothing really comes of it. And yeah, it, yeah,
0: it'd be that'd be a disgraceful result at the end. And um, they need to do better than that. And um, as for the sharks, you know, it's it's fairly embarrassing. You know, they had a, a reasonable year last. You know, successful year last year. Not not so this year, unfortunately. But um, I just think their inability to attract sponsors is um, is going to have a long term effect on the club. You know that they're going to get further and well, further. Well,
1: they going. reckon. Well, they reckon they'll be fine because they reckon they're going to get like forty million dollars over the next you know couple of years, uh, over the next two to six years, uh, just from the you know the from development. From the development. Yeah, yeah. So financially, they actually you know seem to be okay, and they're saying that they it's not that they've got no interest in having a major sponsor, but that. They've been holding firm on the price saying they want it to be, you know, high eight hundreds to, you know, a million dollars. That's the price. And so they they're, they're kinda of holding firm on that. So which means that there's probably been offers on the table that they haven't just jumped at, you know, because yeah. you know, it's like a budget, you know, thing and they can't sell it. It's you know, like they actually are like holding to some sort of uh you know, level standards.
0: But it's supply and demand at the end of the day. And yeah. um I just think beggars can't be choosers.
1: You know, yeah, like, and they're not a good team, and they're and they're under you know all the clouds. Why would
0: you? Why would if you were asking eight hundred and someone's offering six fifty? Yeah, it's six hundred and fifty bucks in your pocket. Yeah, compared to holding out, and you you know you're halfway I mean, through a season now, and and next season you're going to be chasing another eight hundred thousand that you. Would you rather did have a
1: hundred percent of six hundred fifty grand than zero exactly. percent of eight hundred grand?
0: Hundred percent of something rather than, well, sixty percent of something rather than hundred percent of nothing is yeah, yeah. is the old adage. So, you just you just wonder sometimes decisions like that, and and I get that they they put a market value on on what that deal is worth, but you've you've got to make a business decision at the end of the day, and leaving six hundred and fifty grand sitting on the table when we're fourteen weeks into a season and 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 you've got nothing, yep. uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Okay, uh, next, uh, Dank, Stephen Dank under investigation concerning Medicare. He's being investigated for wide scale Medicare fraud and forgery with criminal charges and possible jail term looming. Medicare investigators and Victoria police detectives have interviewed witnesses and obtained documentary evidence that allegedly show former Essendon and Cronulla sports scientist Stephen Dank forged and photocopied the signatures of doctors to refer patients to pathology clinics in Sydney and Melbourne. Players for Essendon are among those whose blood tests may have been ordered as part of the alleged Medicare racket, which may have involved the rorting of tens of thousands of dollars in taxpayers' funds. The police and Medicare investigation to Dank may ensure he faces charges for some of his alleged misconduct, the uh, Asada's ability to interview and penalise him is reduced as he no longer works for any club under its jurisdiction. Uh, He says that he's aware of the investigation and is without foundation and quotes, Everything was done under the full direction of the doctors involved and I personally gained no financial benefit. He said, while also stressing the doctors he worked with were happy with his conduct. But uh, among the witnesses who have assisted authorities is a doctor who once worked closely with Dank and is believed to be furious over the alleged fraud. Police investigating Dank have been told the, the allegedly fraudulent scheme was meant to be part of a program to help get peptide prescriptions to patients and to comply with TGA regulations. Uh, the racket involves two doctors in Sydney and labs in Melbourne and Sydney, including one that's been operating without a license and in another potential breach of the law. So what they consider, the, the they're basically saying that um he's creating false documents and rorting the bulk billing scheme. So... Um, uh, a Melbourne doctor's signature has been mass-produced without the doctor's knowledge, allowing Dank and his partner to refer dozens of patients for blood tests at pathology clinics. Many of these tests got bulk-billed, and uh, they're also investigating allegations that um, some of the labs involved may have had a special arrangement, in quotes, with Dank's business in connection to the scheme. In The fact that they persisted in bulk-billing makes me suspicious there might be kickbacks involved, a witness statement alleges.
0: What a... What a piece of work this bloke is allegedly. He must
1: be cursing the day that Asada ever fucking <laughs> poked their nose into his business. Well, now.
0: come as a bitch. At the end of the day, yeah. you know, regardless of the financial reward, if you're doing, if you're out there actively doing the wrong thing day after day after day, then yeah. the world has a funny, a funny way of catching up with you. And clearly, with Mister Dank, mm-hmm. it's. And and I would imagine the more the scrutiny from the Asada... Um, situation is the more the media jumps all over it and beats it up too. So, um, but that's some fairly damning accusations, and yeah. um, again, it's it's just comes down to greed. And um, I just I wish Asada and the whole Stephen Dank situation would just go away. And, and you know, certainly from a, a football fan and, and an NRL perspective that. Um, you know the sharks can get back to playing football, and it's it's just left behind. Yep. Because yeah, like any sort of at the end of the day, if you're breaking law, you're a grub. And but just something like that, where it's it's just a systematic greed, you know, yeah. acquisition of wealth by pretty dodgy means. It's 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 disgraceful.
1: This week in NFL, Reggie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reggie Bush is down in Australia at the moment because Channel Seven have got a thing where they're, they're, I think on, I'm not sure of the specifics, but I know that one of the details is they're playing three games back to back to back on Mondays on Seven Mate or something like that uh, yeah. from next season, next uh, American football season. So uh, Reggie Bush is down here and he's uh, he's pimping all that sort of thing. And They're saying that uh, the way the art- this article's hilarious. The way it's laid out is he has a Super Bowl ring. He won, then forfeited a Heisman Trophy. Even went out with Kim Kardashian. In short, it takes more than a little to shock him. But this guy, wow, the NFL running back exclaims, watching highlights of Jared Haynes on a laptop. He actually looks like an NFL running back. Looks like he could come play with us tomorrow. Although, wait, what's that there? Did he just throw the ball over a tackler's head? Is that even legal? And so then they rewind and are uh, explaining to one of the most gifted athletes in American football, how uh, the guy wearing Parramatta's number one jersey actually dropped the ball into his foot, chipped over the defender, regathered with one hand, and then scored our equivalent of a touchdown. Wow, that's one sweet move. The Detroit Lion continues as the play unfolds again in slow motion. So... He <laughs>
0: did that over over Tim Maltz, and I was at that game, and it broke a little piece of me, I've got to tell you. Um... If you still going to continue? I was to on say he's this. going to
1: be guests uh, at ANZ Stadium on Wednesday night to watch Jared Hayne in Origin two.
0: Jared impress impressive athlete. Um, I think he would actually adapt to to the NFL quite well. He's got the right size, you know, right sort of body type, yep. um, speed, footwork, those sort of attributes. But just it's again, it's it's the NRL. And it's inferiority complex, that, yeah, you know whenever there's an American in town, you know they they just cow down to it yeah. down to them, and um, you know, yes, America's huge, their sport is massive, but fuck the the n r l's got to put itself on a pedestal and 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 really take itself a lot more seriously, um Reggie Bush, who fucking cares who fucking <laughs> cares. You know he's down here promoting the NFL, and good luck to him. And Channel Seven are going to get what out of Reggie Bush talking about rugby
1: league? Yeah, I think this, the, the the biggest beneficiary of this is Jared Hone. Absolutely, this is something he wants to cut out and laminate and put on his fucking wall. Well, I, I believe. <laughs> he says so. the um, he says things like, you know, he's fast and strong, and wow, look at that hit. That's an NFL football hit. I like this guy, and then he goes on to say that um, that they're talking about how he uh. He's going to go you know he he's sort of gym regime and that sort of thing, and he goes on to say, for me, it's all about speed agility, elusiveness, exactly the same as Jared. While I don't really know anything about this origin thing, I'm really looking forward to it, especially now. Jared's definitely going to be in this game on Wednesday night, right? so it's like you know or well,
0: while I don't know anything about this game that I've just had an article written about me talking about like the fuck cares. <laughs>
1: And speaking of who the fuck cares, three years ago, Dave Taylor almost quit rugby league to pursue an opportunity to trial for a career in the NFL. Almost. He he was just weeks away from walking away from the NRL forever in 2011, but eventually decided to keep pursuing his test and origin dreams. He spoke to former NFL star Colin Scotts about how to chase a career in the US and received dates of camps and trials he could attend before he changed his mind. He had to weigh up the interests of his young family and the financial risk of tearing up a $400,000 NRL contract for no guaranteed success in the US. Ultimately, it was his family's needs, his love of rugby league, and desire to claim higher rep honours for Queensland and Australia that helped convince Taylor to remain in the game. His manager said that he was genuinely genuinely interested in it. It was canned because he would have needed three weeks off training to go do it. But really, at the end of the day, Dave wanted to be a Queensland and Australia player too. And I think being back in Origin, he would think he's made the right decision. I think that the
0: biggest thing I got out of that entire article is the words Dave Taylor almost. Yep, almost did it. Was almost gonna do this. He was almost gonna do that. That's a fucking story of Dave Taylor's career. And let me tell you almost. The, be his nickname.
1: That, almost. the guys that make it in the in the NFL, their work ethic surpasses probably anyone in rugby league yeah. anyway. Like just, I mean,
0: Dave Taylor
1: The trials the tribulations they had to get through from, from high school to college to then even have a shot. Mm. You know, I mean, and that's yeah, you know, that's on top of you know natural gifts that put them in the you know highest percentage of you know you know potential success anyway. Yeah.
0: At the end of Dave Taylor's career, he's going to look back and say, "I played a hell of a lot of first grade games, played for my country, played state of origin, um, you know, one test matches, one Origin series, and uh, you know did everything the game had to offer." And you know, I'm Dave Taylor signing off. But when you look at what could have been and what yep. almost was for Dave Taylor. Yep. Barely even scratched the surface, and that's the saddest mm. part. Is that this guy has barely got out of third gear for the majority of his career, and he's still been able to achieve all that. Yep. So imagine if he was the, you know, the sort of bloke. You know, if, imagine if Dave Taylor had the work ethic of someone that is is a fringe first grader and busts their ass, yep. but just isn't quite good enough. Yeah. But Extracts every last ounce of potential out of their God, you know, out of their own ability. If he had that sort of work ethic and that sort of mentality, you know, our kids and our kids' kids would be talking about Dave Taylor as fucking, you know, Arthur Beaton sort of shit. Yeah, it's um, you know, so Dave Taylor almost.
1: And finally, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, something to warm your heart in the cockles of your heart. Premiership winning playmaker Daniel Mortimer could play for the Gold Coast as soon as this weekend after being granted an immediate release from the Roosters. The Titans have been searching for halves cover after injuries to key man Albert Kelly, Aiden Caesar and Bo Henry. Greg Bird, a potential stopgap pivot, will be involved with the New South Wales team in the final two interstate matches. So, uh, he struggled to make the top... Oh, uh, Blue Eyes, he struggled to make the top side after his... Sexy eyes, no. <laughs> Sexy eyes for you has struggled to make the top side after was hampered by injury early in the season. He's expected to feature prominently in the origin period, although the unexpected availability of former Blues Mitchell Pearson and James Maloney has presented him, prevented him from returning to the NRL side. So uh, now he's in line to play for the Titans this weekend after languishing in the New South Wales Cup for Newtown in recent months.
0: He's He's been, I, I don't know, a little bit unlucky. Dan Mortimer, I think. Um, remember back in 2009 where the dogs were chasing him and... Everyone you know, was
1: chasing him, and then it was like, yeah, was, he was tempted to go it, to the dogs. It was the next the big thing,
0: name. you know, Mortimer name and all the rest of it, and
1: um, remained you know, loyal to the Parramatta and promptly went fucking nowhere. But,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, he played his part in getting to the 2009 grand final. The next thing is, he's, he's playing for Newtown.
1: Finest example of second year syndrome in recent history that I can remember.
0: Yeah, Daly Cherubins would probably go close, but um,
1: yeah, what well, didn't he? What in his first year? Did he win a premiership in his first year? Was he second year? First oh, year, I think. Oh, second year, he only got to finals. Yeah, that's shit, right. That's shit house. Cherry Evans in decline. Um and then his third year, he got to
0: grand final again. shit I ass. think he's, he's really searching hard for a regular first-grade spot, and I'm not sure he's going to find at the Titans. So, yeah, I think in, in, in 12 months' time or something, we might be reading a similar story about old sexy us.
1: Um Yeah, never know. He might, he might slot into Hooker or something for them, a position where they don't actually have, like, you know, entrenched you know guys that last I don't understand why
0: they haven't pinned their hopes in Srama yeah Uh, because he's gone he seemed he seemed like the guy and now Faloon's there doing a job and um, yeah maybe Dan Morton fits into that rotation and can um, like you say prove himself um, you know to be a valuable member of that squad and and cement a spot but um, he just never seems to be able to nail a regular first grade gig down anywhere
1: that's right and you know what? Maybe he's just not good enough.
0: Maybe you're right, Nathan. At some point. That you, know, you have to
1: forget the name. And say, you know what? First grade starting positions. There's only sixteen sides in the competition. Thirteen players get to start in each team. Correct. You Maybe. do the math,
0: Nathan. You do the math.
1: You do you do that math? Oh, I can't I don't and, have my and, abacus. And whatever that number comes out to be He's not in that number (laughs) of top (laughs) players. (laughs) Recaps kicked off on Friday Night Football, and unfortunately... It was uh, no glory, glory to the West Tigers. as They went down to the Rabbitohs, 32 to 10. The uh, point score is when it's follow for the Rabbitohs. Alex Johnson got two tries. Kyle Turner, two tries. Nathan Merritt also with a try. Reynolds, five from five conversions and one from one penalty goals. <coughs> defeating the Tigers, 10. Tries to Blake Austin, James Tedesco. One from two conversions off the boot of Pat Richards.
0: Yeah, I think... For the for the Tigers to make the eight, that has to be the last of those types of performances from them. Um, they they started well. That's about as much as I can say. I think mm-hmm. they um, they clearly miss Robbie and and Woodsy, but there's no real excuse. They they certainly had uh, enough forwards there to, to do the same job on South that they did in, in earlier in the season, and they just uh,
1: South presumably had less backs
0: absolutely and look Inglis was hurt early in that game we played earlier in the season and South really lost their way I think they showed what they can do Sands Inglis uh, when their forwards are especially dominant like they were against the Tigers when Isaac Luke's in the house yeah he he did have a good game and I think he got hurt as well that same night so um, he was was in everything and, and I thought he had a fantastic game and the Burgess boys just rolled over the top and Tigers got a little bit lippy uh, in the lead-up to the game after having dominated South earlier in the season and um, quite proud of themselves, but a little bit of a thud back to earth and um, pick themselves up with the bye week this week and, and um, you know, put that one in, in, in the closet and hopefully we don't see any more of those come out because, um, you know, you just can't afford to perform like that. No. Um, you know, South were down on troops as well and, and really did a number on us, so uh that they they are a lot better and they need to be a lot better than what they showed in this game
1: just uh, off this game but on the West Tigers did you see the article through the week that um Aaron Wood's like origin is like his fucking dream yeah because he gets to play for what mate yeah <laughs> well, well, he was a
0: he was a huge manly fan growing up
1: oh the the, the language of the article no, was about it is <laughs> is a huge manly fan um, i
0: think it's good he's always a guy that always has been even in the 20s like um he wasn't as, as exposed to the media then but um, he was always a, a real happy-go-lucky you know guy yeah. that wore his heart on his sleeve and yeah. and said what was on his mind and um, I think it, it's good it, to actually see someone not just come out and give the usual fucking um, you know credit to the boys fucking yeah, yeah. rhetoric you yeah. know it's it's good that he's you know he fucking idolised the bloke and and why would that change just because he's playing alongside him now like Watmore you know, in his eyes is a fucking champion and I think Anthony Anthony is a great player, and if you're gonna yeah, model yourself yeah. on someone, you yeah. know, as a young kid coming up, then you know, as far as toughness goes, he would be yeah. the guy you'd probably go to. Let's so. face it,
1: motherfuckers playing with a torn bicep as yeah. we speak. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So um yeah, I thought that was actually a really good uh read that that article and just shows Woodsy's he's got some some character and the Tigers are really tapping into it.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, if he can get his if he can get his fucking knees right and everything, then you know, next contract he might you know might come over and get to fucking live his childhood dream. I think you know <laughs> if you were going to get him, you would
0: have got him with his last deal, but he, uh, he accepted less money to stay, um, you know, with where his heart lies now at the Tigers.
1: Yeah, I think his he, offer was withdrawn because he was such injury prone. But you know, maybe things will improve for him if he can you know stay on the field more than Jason King, which you know at the moment is kind of line ball. <laughs> off, mate. Stuart Marler said, Did you see that banner? We are South Sydney. The yes. fuckers don't even know the name of their own team. Hash, let's go on Rabbitohs. Indeed. Tall Hayden. Left. 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 Fuck me, if Brooks doesn't start going both ways, I'm going to nickname him Derek Zoolander. <laughs> you get that reference right. I was
0: a bit surprised by that, too. And I, and I was also, you know... If that is Brooksy's go and he's going to attack down the left and maybe that was the game plan, then the fuck are Austin and Anastodon.
1: Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter what your game plan is. I mean, the mark of a good player is to be able to recognise when a game plan's not working and perhaps go to a plan B or C. Yeah, I think... Or improvise, you know, As God I said, we,
0: we really missed Robbie and he gets a lot of that direction um, from Robbie through the ruck. So, um, but yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch.
1: Ryan Fernance, Tedesco with an injury, how odd. Oh, I saw him limping there, I was like, oh fuck yeah, it, was going to a field day with this. No, I mean, I don't revel in, in, in players being injured at all, it's, it's it's fucking heartbreaking to see. The Ben Zed, no GI, Walker, Tio McQueen, another injury crisis overcome mid-game too, keep it rolling bunnies, hash glory glory, hash Tigers in decline, and uh, Shane Aronovus, the pride of the league proved too powerful against the pretenders. Glenn should feel no shame losing to such superior opposition.
0: He's got his hand on his wand again.
1: <laughs> the Benzes uh, finishes up with, uh, Love the Superman jerseys. Tigers to embrace a movie theme and get Life of Pie jerseys. A tiger floating aimlessly in a dinghy out to sea.
0: Didn't have a lot to say when we smashed him earlier in the year, though. But he's... He's coming good
1: now. That's rugby league, isn't it? It is rugby league. <laughs> and
0: that's fuckheads for you.
1: Penrith Panthers, 18. Defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14. The uh, Penrith Panthers, 18 points, came from a double. Team Varro and uh, Josh Mansell with a try. Jamie Sauer, 3 from 3 conversions. Defeating the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14 points, came from tries. Uh, Charlie Runciman got a try. Uh, Jason Nightingale got a double. And uh, what ultimately proved to be the difference in the game, Gareth Widdop just one from 3.
0: Mansour continues his breakout year, I I think. You know, he was very close to playing Origin in game two, and I I wouldn't have any hesitation in saying that Origin awaits him in 2015. Um, He's just got all the attributes. He's got speed, strength, um, power, good defender, um, you know, really good um, coming out of his own end. Mm -hmm. Um, Leads the league in, you know, up there in the league in tackle busts. Uh, very hard to pull down every time uh, he runs the ball. So uh, there's a lot of attributes here. that would would certainly hold him a good stead in the Origin arena. And I think 2015 will be the year for him. Um, Dean Vare. He was he was good at Manly, but struggled be, be behind two quality centres there in in Maddow and Lyon. Uh, he came to Penrith for an opportunity, and certainly grabbed it with both hands. His his footwork, He's... A, I didn't realise he was such a good defender either.
1: Yeah, he was like, he's, he's a, he's he's a, a guy that really...
0: Here. He can really shut people down. Yep. Um, strong, as I said, good footwork, good fend, and, um, and fast. So he's, he's having a good season as well out there at Penrith. Um, Jason Nightingale, he would have to be... As awkward-looking player as he is to watch him on the field, he's the only Dragon that's really... Putting in consistently week in week out solid performances. Yep. Um, you know you might have the like Benji for instance was great last week.
1: What he's going? He's running um, about twenty percent or twenty five percent. Sorry. He's running about twenty five percent. Sure. You know. Um. As far as you know, turning up.
0: Dugan's had some games for the Dragons where he's been completely and utterly dominant, and others where he's he's done three parts of fuck all. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightingales, I thought just. Noticing a lot of the smaller things that he does from the wing of all of all positions, um, yeah, he's he's a hell of a footballer. And lastly, just on this game, Jamie Soward, Penrithra's side still finding their feet, and I think they're still forging their identity um, as much for themselves and their fans as as with the rest of the NRL. Soward's really f- striking form. Um, consistently for them and it can only be a good thing I just I just find some of the bullshit he carries on with really hard to watch and I know that Penrith fans do as well uh, but it's going to become a situation a bit like Dragons fans where they you, you know it's 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 like your cousin that continually takes his clothes off at family functions it's it's, it, it's entertaining and sometimes you get a little bit of a laugh out of it but it always ends up you know it's still yeah. your cousin with his cock out in front of Nan no one wants to see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think your little story there is uh, it's not, it's not that applicable because, I mean, there's no one that's, like, you know, prepared to accept that. <laughs> Whereas, I know what you're saying. The well, team, you haven't the been to enough likely family functions. Yeah, and, we had, in. And, we had this, and we had this discussion <laughs> earlier on in the season, too. Like, you know, the fact that the Penrith nerds, like, oh, they fucking love him now. He's on their side. Yeah. You know? Whereas, um Yeah.
0: Oh, could you imagine the perm if Jamie Sourd whipped his cock out at, a, oh, and, at you, a perm family function?
1: Oh, or he started doing his and then he started doing his little fucking cowboy holster ca- cowboy holster thing. Yeah, like that is that is the most obnoxious. He'd run over. Stuff.
0: He'd run over and say, "Look, Jamie, you're nude. You don't have any holsters. I'll give you somewhere to put it. I'll give you somewhere to put your pistol."
1: Fucking perm. Have <laughs> um, you finished talking about this game?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: TBI Penguin. Penrith, struggling to beat a 16-man Dragons team, missing their three best players. Lucky to be top eight. Uh, Ryan Finance, a four-point win over the Dragons? Yeah, Penrith won't be doing much in September. Shunter 86. It's good playing shit and still getting home, but not can much you, fun. Did you
0: just touch me seductively on the knee? Did I?
1: Yeah. Well, I maybe did. I did. And, I didn't, uh, didn't realise can... that. It was obviously you know just like a subconscious passion, you know. You haven't got a cold spoon here. You exploding. Have. You have, actually. Yeah. There's a cold spoon right there. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, yeah. shunt 86 It's good playing shit and still getting home, but not much fun. Really need to improve ahead of Warriors in NZ. Hash June Premiers 2014. At Shithead Listener. It was only the Dragons, but Pendra showed spirit to overcome a shit completion rate and take the win. Not top four material, though. Anki D. Panthers top of the ladder after playing Dragons, Tigers, Knights, and Sharks three times each. Hard to get too excited just yet. Sydney Roosters, 29 defeated the Newcastle Knights, 12. And uh, this one, 29 points, came from a double to Roger Tuvasashek. Two dads, Sean Kenny Dow with a try, Jake Friend and Isaac Liu. Maloney got a field goal and four from five conversions. Knights, 12 points, came from tries to Jeremy Jeremy Smith and Jake Mamo and Tyrone Roberts, two from two conversions.
0: I think Newcastle started really well. Um... They they actually scored first. And Even first half, they went to half-time leading. And looked to be settling into a bit of a groove, but when the Roosters started to play a little bit of football, Newcastle were nowhere near good enough to hang with the, with the Chooks. Um, still excited. I, th- or I don't know if excited's the right word, but keen to see how good the Roosters will be next year with, with two of us at, Shek at fullback um some of the things he's doing um he's already chiming in and, and they they're in a bit of a transitional phase with you know Minnie playing there and defensively and him playing there in attack from time to time and and giving him that exposure and he's he's not having many bad games no he's no. he's finding ways to um to impose himself on on games consistently and for a young bloke that can always be quite difficult to do but he's uh, he's doing some fucking amazing things Yep. And when the fullback positions no highlight, his, no
1: highlight real, you know, quick step sort of thing this week, but um, no, but just uh,
0: know. just a solid performance. Yep. Scored a good try, and um, I just think he's, you know, when he can make that number one jersey his own full time, he's uh, he's going to be fucking great to watch. Um, old Mamo on the wing for Newcastle it'd have to be we spoke about I just spoke about Nightingale being yeah. quite awkward for the Dragons but he's fucking awkward as well and he's a mm-hmm. complete and utter nutcase on top of it <laughs> he is a basket case that bloke he's got the crazy eyes from way back when <laughs> and he's he's a, he's certainly quick but he's
1: an awkward looking runner of the ball and, yeah not um, that quick sorry not that quick Really? Remember the Manly game where he got a, picked up the ball in broken play about ten metres out. He was gone for all money, and then Josh Starling hunted him down and him over the sideline <laughs> about fucking forty metre line. Yeah, sometimes when
0: forwards come at you from a
1: when you run down when you run down by a fucking slow prop and then ragdolling the touch. Let's not fucking start talking about how fast we are.
0: I think he's I think he's a lot quicker than you're giving him credit for. But he's <laughs> he's definitely a crazy just, person. Just got to call it out. Legitimate you know, crazy person for yeah.
1: sure crazy think you could fucking get around a prop <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else to say no Ryan Finance I just don't know what's wrong with us this year we're just shocking with the ball in hand talking about uh, chooks mm. Drew underscore Nathan five JWH leads with the elbow like Nate Miles leads with his forehead hash both grubby cunts and uh turned out no charges for, for letters for uh for yeah. from, you know
0: just
1: think there
0: was I saw an interesting uh, meme saying that it Gidley was up, Gidley, yeah. up letters for, for lifting his up, lifting his elbow and in the very same and game was, yeah very same game there's a, a snapshot of Gidley doing the same thing yeah. so uh, uh, sometimes that's just football isn't
1: it that's it Sammy Boy 1986 tough that on the Knights bless him. and uh, Unky D Knights had plenty of razzle but not enough dazzle either that or they just plain suck hashtags in decline <laughs> keeping your powder dry there are
0: you oh just sometimes just, <laughs> he, it's better just to say nothing with these people and let them flame <laughs> out like the fucking morons they are
1: Parramatta Heels 22 to feed the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 12 this one, the Eels 22, tries two radra, a double to Tautai, a double to Morgan, Sandow, one from four conversions, Luke Kelly had missed with his only shot, disgraceful, and the goal kicking did keep the doggies in it, their 12 points came from a double to Corey Thompson, and two conversions from two attempts from Christian Inu. What is he? Is he kept, he's still Captain Murder, isn't he? Yeah. Missed he him in first grade this year. One of my favorite nicknames. Captain Murder and the Captain Snooze, like the whole thing, like the yeah. whole the whole history of his his nicknames has been fantastic. But um, it's
0: a shame he didn't end up signing for the Tigers. Um, good signs for power in this game. I thought it was a quality win, despite the fact that both teams, and I say both teams because Dogs fans will be do well to remember that both teams had stars missing from this game.
1: Many Par- star, I mean, yeah, yeah, almost an equivalent number of stars. Let's be real.
0: I think that they need to, you know, understand that. You know, power without Jared Hayne. You can take a Morris and a Hodkinson and a Reynolds, and they still wouldn't equal a fucking Hayne for power.
1: Yeah, but then you've got Pete's out of there as well. Yeah, Nathan
0: Pete's is, is injured as well. There was just a lot of bleating about the, the players the dogs were missing where I thought Power, you know, weren't weren't far off equaling them as far as their, you know, when you take into account injuries and origin representation. So, yeah. um, quality win for Power. I thought Sando was good. Bit of master stroke from Arthur playing him at, at, at fullback there and he certainly didn't let him down and he's playing some, some good football with confidence and he's got a smile on his face and that's always, you know, pretty dangerous for other teams. I remember when he was at South and yep. whenever he got that fucking look on his face, he just knew that he was stop, gonna run yeah. the ball and then he yep. wasn't gonna be able to stop be stopped. So um I think, you know, as good as power going, I think Brad Arthur is definitely uh, in contention for coach of the year honors, and uh, the challenge is keeping these enigmatic stars for, on song. Um, and and I think if he can do that, Jared Hain, Sando, players like that, keep them firing as they are at the moment uh, through to the end of the season. I think he'll be rewarded with the coach of the year uh, honor, and uh, it'll be richly deserved. He's he's turned the club around as far as yeah. from from where Ricky left him. Didn't
1: you get the didn't you get the memo? Ricky did all that rebuilding. He's just not there to reap the rewards now. Um, This one is the most baseless fucking whinging I've ever seen from the likes of Des Hasler. Usually he's got something to latch on to that has some sort of, you know, factual, you know, know, something like a a refereeing thing that happened in that very game or something. But this bitching about Origin thing... I mean, he must be just trying to deflect blame from his players so they don't take it too emotionally hard, or you know, I, I, I don't know what the thinking behind it is, but it's the fucking most ridiculous, stupid thing he's ever, you know, ever said, and he's, you know, got it. This has come from a guy who's got a history of stupid shit that he's been bitching and fucking sucking. Now, um, in the last two years, three maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice save. Now, now, um, the fans though, the same. Bulldogs fans, and they weren't... This wasn't after Desi had fucking blown up at the, at the post... Yeah, it was uh, going on during the game. It was going on and... during the game. Unbelievable. Uh, tweets of uh, Paraman Mark Two said, Great to see Dogs fans taking the loss to the Para today with humility. Don't go blaming Origin. Parramatta weren't at full strength either. Shithead listener. Both teams visibly missed plenty of key players, but the Eels won ugly by excelling in tenacity. First win without Hayne in forever. Yay! In fact, yeah, only I mean, statistical. I did look this up. I think it's the first win that Parramatta have had without Jarrett Hayne since about 1968. <laughs> um, unky D, you how much a more... job with DJ explain with <laughs> stats like that? <laughs> how much? My... Oh, and Cory Parker was fucking. He must have. Set... He set up every single try for both sides. Corey Norman. And, uh, Corey Norman, sorry, and had and 4,000 line breaks in this game, I, I believe, give or take. How much longer than <laughs> than Desi escapes the axe? Clearly oh, more inept ha. than Sticky, because Sticky at least has no good players. And the problem with the doggies as well, I mean, this is, yeah, did you see Hazler's thing saying, oh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys or whatever, they wouldn't go out there without a quarterback, without like Tony Romo. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know what they'd do? They'd go out there with a backup quarterback. Yeah. You know why? Because they got fucking depth. The Dallas Cowboys didn't spend all their salary cap on assembling one of the finest packs of forwards in the competition, didn't buy any fucking backs and depth. They didn't do that. They'd go out with someone who'd been through their system and uh, could do a you know, a, at least a serviceable job in the quarterback position. Unlike the Gronks that you know, as trotted out. Um Tall Hayden. Ennis showed yet again what a shithouse useless footballer he is. He'll fit in perfectly at the Sharks.
0: Just uh I just want to have a quick mention of the Springfield Panthers under seven whites on the weekend. Um You
1: really want to associate
0: with the dogs? Oh will I'll I'll make it I'm making a point here. Okay. Um
1: him out of cost for training, camp <laughs> did you? They
0: <laughs> played uh they played Goodner and uh there was a little fella on Goodner team who was um m- much, much shorter than even than Jackson. And Jackson's not a big kid by any stretch of the imagination. This kid would struggle to come up to Jackson's shoulders. Okay. He's playing in under sevens. Yeah. Uh little headgear on and jersey which was five sizes too big and shorts were about the same and Um Jackson had Run into uh, to tackle one of the big kids and got sat on his ass. And um, as he's hit the deck, he's given his head a little bit of a whack, and he was sort of half getting up hmm. and holding his head, ready to go back. The play had moved on; he was ready to get back in the defensive line. And this little fella yeah. was running up towards the where the ball was going to be played. Saw Jackson sort of on all fours, ready to get up. Yeah. And he's running along and just pushed Jackson's head back down to the ground as he's running past.
1: <laughs> Little fucking pest. <laughs> fucking Ennis.
0: I was like, that's what Michael Ennis was like as a kid. In the under sevens, that's the trait that people went, you know, that kid will play first grade one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Colin, there's got to be a moral to this story. I mean, like... No, then, that's then, it. I just, when you said Michael like, Ennis, I thought that kid... I just then remember. Jackson just like hit him with a palm in the face. Fucking, oh, I, said
0: yeah, to, I said to Jackson, what about that kid pushing your head you know, back to the ground? He goes... I oh, know. I should have kicked him in the bum. <laughs> probably shouldn't do that on the field with footy boots on, mate. It's probably not going to get you a lot of friends. Get your shoulder in his face in the next tail. Yeah, as hard as you can. Drop the cut. But anyway, two tries and a man of the match performance. <laughs> Let his football do the talking. <laughs> yeah, it's still not as fun as
1: letting your fucking shoulder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Benzed. I knew dogs would be outside the top two by August. Didn't realise they'd be outside the top four by mid June. Hashed dogs of boar. Unky D. Judging by Desi, it seems the dogs provide all 34 players for origin. They should call it state of whinging. Hashtag Desi. It's fucking
0: rich from coming in.
1: Former underscore legend. Congratulations to Ricky Stewart on another good para win. Canberra fans must be wetting their pants waiting for 2015. And uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Very average performance and too many errors. Better team one, but I'm still proud to be a bulldog. And Sandow is still a doofus gronk. Yeah, oh, fucking uh you beautiful. know. Don't go don't go so hard on, on the insults. I mean, you know, surely you know, your kids bring bring back something with a bit more spice than that, which is cool. And Monday night foot bitch, Melbourne Storm twenty four defeat the Gold Coast Titans twenty. In front of a crowd officially registered as six thousand four hundred and ninety seven. Which I believe is either just marginally under or marginally over the uh the disastrous Campbelltown crowd from earlier in the season. Mm. Now, um... Look, so we, we can be
0: certain that they're not exactly the same number then.
1: We haven't given the Titans fans a kicking in quite a while. No. It's fucking pointless. They get all fucking butthurt about it. And you are like... Just fucking turn up, dudes. You've got a brand new fucking stadium. I mean, you know. It's, it's, you know food's expensive there. And you know, you got a, to a pay in the ass to get to. Yep. And stuff.
0: Yep. You're not selling it, Nathan, but
1: it got a snake there that time, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was. That's got like fucking some Cylons that walk around during the game, they're on the outside of the ground and shit. Some what? Something like old school fucking you know, 1980 fucking, you know, Battlestar Galactica Cylons, like mm. the old design, not the fucking new yeah, ones. Yeah,
0: right. More nerd talk. I think this win might ultimately be what gets the storm into the 8 come the end of the season. They're obviously not the same side they have been in, in previous years and they've had their issues already with injury. Uh, long term injury to Kronk Smith hasn't been 100% in recent weeks and Slater has also been missing so he um, I I think sorry Bellamy may get to the end of the season if they just squeak into the eight. it's going to be games like this that they've managed to to win when they're down on personnel which has been a catalyst for them to make the finals Ben Roberts uh, filled in again in the halves and I thought he had a pretty good game scored a good try and um, kicked pretty well yep is is he another Bellamy resurrection you know in the in the mould of Brian Norrie probably even more so given the fact that he you know he was a player of the future at Canterbury and
1: also a forward doesn't have to be creative a forward uh, you know, apparently what what Bellamy does I mean a forward just has to be given a job you're doing this many hit ups you know, this, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they just have to execute what's, you know, a relatively simple job. Sure. Especially in the case of Norrie, where it's just like, you know, card it up. Yeah. Quick play the ball. You know, that's pretty much all was expected of him.
0: Yeah, but the Haas are, you know, their jobs are breaking down these days pretty specifically as to, you know, plays and, and, you yeah. know, there's always that they still have to intangibles create, as far as, you know, the creativity. Yeah. I'll give you that. But he, um, I don't know. I just haven't seen Ben Roberts play like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still not thinking a like a very
0: rare occasion at Canterbury.
1: Even. Yeah, I'm still thinking like you yeah, know, a bit of a, like a, a like that though. Like you know, it's mm. it's not like he's fucking revelation material. No, it's just he's just oh my god, I'm surprised. I you know, I can't believe that's Ben Roberts. That could be part of it too. Yeah. Um, Bo Henry. You know,
0: if he if he runs a length of the field and scores a try, everyone's talking about Bo Henry. Yep. and his speed, and mm-hmm. he's you know he's he's making the most of his opportunity. Fortunately, he gets ankle tapped, goes into touch, and blows his knee. The fun, yeah, and, uh, it's, and it's pretty much R.I.P. Bo Henry's NRL career, given that he was playing for a contract. So,
1: and yeah. and the thing is, with that with that ankle, it was it was almost comical that you know he wasn't close to the sideline like that yeah. close to the sideline, but the ankle tap, the way he hits the ground, he has to his legs swing out over the line. And, uh, like, at the time, you know, when I saw it because I was watching it. I was at a, a restaurant and they had TV there. I was like, oh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, you fucking thought you could get around and... <laughs> and Wayne Bennett's got a bit to answer for there. He, he fucked him over a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, a lot a bit. So, Benny's ruthless. Yeah,
0: good. Oh, I mean, he sure is. And he's got every right to be. He knows what it takes to, to build an NRL squad. But um, other coaches have certainly taken the pun on Bo-Henry. Yeah. I'm not sure any will in the future, though.
1: No. Okay, Shane Aaron Elvis. Now we know why Benji didn't sign for the Storm. He wouldn't have got past Ben Roberts. Uh, Hammers. Not sure what's more painful, supporting the Titans or listening to Ben Ikon. At least I only have to watch the Titans once a week. <laughs> Jay Stib. This is, a, this is a hash. You got us all wrong. Ryan Hinchliffe must listen to the show after hearing him drop the C-bomb on live television. Hash kicked the cunt. I didn't actually
0: hear that, but I'll take your word for it. I didn't hear it
1: either, but I just think I I, I think it's it's actually hilarious that now if anyone drops a C Bob, it's out it's because of us. (laughs) Like we're the ones that are forcing the fucking word cunt into the vernacular of society.
0: I'm just letting everyone know we didn't actually invent that word.
1: We perfected its use, don't get me wrong. In and certainly in a rugby
0: league uh, vernacular, but look, it's (laughs) not our word. No. If no. it was, we'd be charging Game of
1: Thrones royalties. Exactly. Sammy Boy nineteen eighty six. That defeat must have been hard for all nine of those Titans fans. Police must have been busy Monday. Hash show up. Yeah, it was fo- a
0: pretty pretty terrible crowd and
1: worst worst crowd. Is that the worst crowd they've ever had? It's certainly the worst figure I've seen. I mean there were. It did look really, really bad though. Like when you're looking at the camera panning around the ground, yeah, the, it was pretty desolate. Doesn't that, do
0: much for the game as a spectacle.
1: That long side <sighs> was it? The eastern side, where you know most people usually are, that looked like one of the ends. You know, as far it was so sparsely populated. Yeah, it looked like the end, the, not the away supporters end, the the opposite end. So would that be the northern end? They far. have to do better. Yeah.
0: They're a side that you know, like I said earlier before we hit record, they were they were leading the comp. You yep. know. Not six weeks ago,
1: yep. so... And, uh, the Zed Titan's free fall is nearly over. Next stop, Spoon. Like Bus Super, most fans won't see the benefits for another 30-odd years. <laughs> and, uh, and Mup. Everyone knows Mup. You know, um, one of the... One Even of the those that wish... They didn't know Mup. He hit me up last night and said, look, how many pre-orders do you need to, you know, to get a shirt going? And I said, oh, you know, it depends on, you know, the design and all that sort of thing. But, you know, usually... Around thirty, you know, probably close. And so he's like, Oh, I need you to make a, a sack cardi shirt. <laughs> so I'll you know, I'll do the design, I'll put it up there and if you can accumulate the pre orders I'll facilitate it, you know, no problem. But yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a Titans fan
0: Still fighting the good fight.
1: If you're a Titans fan and you and you <laughs> wanna see uh the end of Cardi, then uh stay tuned because I'll probably uh knock the design together, you know, tomorrow or the next day. And, uh, you know, you can uh, get your own Sack Cardi shirt. I mean, it might only be relevant for a couple more weeks the way they're going, but there you go. <laughs> Previews. Kicking off Friday Night Football. And we have the Canberra Raiders versus the Doggies down there in Canberra. How this game get assigned to Friday night? I'll never fucking understand. <laughs> Dog's
0: pretty much back to full strength with the exception of Josh Morris.
1: Yeah, players backing up, but uh, you yeah. know, So we're not. Sure, you know, there's always that intangible there. We don't know what's going to happen, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the Raiders uh, at home, I've expected better from them in the games they've played at home down there and they're delivered fuck all, so I don't see any reason why. I should really tip them against the Bulldogs who we looking looking to, to right their ship and get back on the top of the ladder.
1: Expectation is the mother of embarrassment when it comes to the Canberra raiders. Never exactly fucking tip there's right. a bunch of shit cunts, and they don't deserve to be in the comp at the moment. Wow. And I hate the dogs. Like I fucking hate the dogs. Like let's oh well, no I don't because last week I said I don't hate anything. Like, <coughs> damn. And I said that you do uh, hate plenty of stuff. I fucking annoyed myself there. I severely have an intense dislike of the Canterbury Bulldogs, which goes as far as close to hate as you can possibly get without actually hitting hate and yet I'll still tip them and I'll tip them by 13 plus because they're going to make an example out of these fools next Saturday New Zealand Warriors take on the Brisbane Broncos Mount Smart Stadium
0: tough trip for the Broncos uh, they'll have some players backing up including Ben Hunt who uh, looks increasingly like he's likely is going to make his origin debut
1: although no imp- increasingly unlikely right apparently as of the, earlier today the, the, the latest well this is late late today I heard that uh, that Cherry Evans got through all the tests that he was assigned, as far as proving his fitness. Okay. And uh, it just—it was just a matter of how his knee pulled up after icing it after that, which I think is just fucking incredibly short-sighted, Not by the Queensland State of Origin side. They don't give a fuck. They's got—they just, got, they just got one game to win. Mm. But you know they could end up—they could fuck him for the season. Exactly. Which is fucking infuriating.
0: I think Warriors will do it. I think they might. Uh do a little bit of a job on the Broncos and, and win by 1-12. to 12.
1: Their form's been good lately. You know, certainly much more, uh, you know, many more diamonds than rocks. Sure. So, you know, yeah, I think they will too. And it's always a, a they're always a traditionally tough opponent for the Broncos. Yeah. There's times where the Broncos have actually been going okay, and then, you know, the Warriors, you know, will throw 50 on them. Yep. Yeah, so I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but I think, the, I think the Warriors are going good enough at the moment to get it done. The Sharkies take on Manly Saturday night. Down at the tip, Ramondas tip. Fucking Manly by how many? Train. This is a training run.
0: I might have said it earlier in the season, but remember when Shark Park was a fortress? And I, remember we could going there and-
1: I remember when Manly had a terrible record, you know. This is only you know, going back a couple of years now. And even even like, you know, probably around the 2008, you know, level of dominance. I, mean, I just was, remember... It was a tough trip back then.
0: When I was younger, I was saying to my old man, no, more." No one must want to play Cronulla on a Saturday night at Shark Park. Yeah. They never seem to lose. Yep. But um, I won't be saying that in relation to this game. I think Manly uh, should win convincingly. There's
1: only one variable in this game, and that is how much Manly win by. And the 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 influencing factors on that variable is simply how Daly Cherry Evans pulls up from the football. If he doesn't play for Queensland, will he be right for Saturday? If he does play for Queensland, will we'll he back right up? Right okay, Saturday. will he be right? Will he be right for Saturday? Exactly. And other than that that is literally the only variable and that basically takes it from, you know, like a thirty six to forty two point win, you know, maybe down to something more more manageable, like, you know, thirty two points. Melbourne Storm take on the Parramatta Eels at Amy Park.
0: Eels, Jared Hayne could well be uh, revelling in the New South Wales origin victory after Wednesday night or tomorrow night uh, and, and coming up against Slater and Cameron Smith and Will Chambers who will probably get a run as well um, he probably looked to putting look to be putting a big performance in against the Storm um, albeit in Melbourne but I think the way Sando's playing at the moment and and the way he played last week without Hayne, we get Hayne back there, it's only going to help Sander grow an extra leg. So I'm going to go through a little bit of an upset here and tip the Eels.
1: Look, I mean, on current form, the Eels are probably going better than the Storm. I mean, it's hard, you know, Storm in Melbourne uh, with, their, with as many of their players back as they could, you know, possibly muster at this point. It's tough. Sure. It's tough. It's with Smith and Slater in there and in good health... You know. We'll see how they back. It's hard up. to say, yeah. It's hard it's hard to go against the storm, but you know, there might be some like ingrained, you know, reluctance to get on Parramatta as well just based on the last couple of years. Gold Coast Titans take on St. George Illawarra Dragons at Seabus Super Stadium. Sunday afternoon, you've got no This is it to a work? tough
0: one to tip. Titans are, are sliding the Dragons are sort of Shit. sliding, then they win one, then they're yeah, it's, it's it's quite frustrating to watch the Watcher Dragons run around, but I think they'll have um, enough up front and then enough speedy backs to uh, to take care of the Titans.
1: They've got all their uh, origin players named as, like, you know, alternates. Yeah. Like, so they're not even... Only Greg Bird, is it, that seems to be guaranteed of a starting position? Yeah. So I, don't, I expect that to change real quick, and uh, Dave Taylor and Nate Miles will slot straight in there, no doubt about it. Nate Miles will start, unless, you know... He gets uh, badly injured. And, uh, <laughs> Benji... did you just ben... say you
0: wouldn't wish that upon anyone?
1: No, I'm not wishing it on him. I definitely don't wish the injury on him. I was just saying it. That's the thing that's going to stop him playing in this game, if that happens. Yes, I think no. it's a fair assessment. It's a pretty yes. obvious assessment, really. Um, yeah, this is tough to pick. The Titans have lost, I believe, five games in a row now. It's a pretty ordinary fucking run of form. Dragons have been shit, but, I mean, they haven't matched that, <laughs> quite that level yet. Sure. Because they had that massive win, you know, or whatever, last week, so... It's tough, man. So, who are you going for? Para. Para. Cool. Okay, so you're going for a team is even, isn't even in that game. That's very interesting. How do you think that's going to happen?
0: I, uh, scrolled a little bit too far <laughs> up so I scrolled down to the next game yeah
1: yeah so your choices for the answers to the question of Gold Coast Titans or St. George or Dragons I tip the Dragons ok yeah I do see. Newcastle Knights take on the North Queensland Cowboys on uh, Monday Night Foot Bitch this one's at Hunter uh, Newcastle Knights welcome back you know <laughs> douchebag douchebag deity <laughs> Darius Boyd Fluffy douchebag <laughs> deity uh, mate Cowboys got this they should do Knights are in all sorts um, too
0: yeah, I, I just there's too much going on at the Knights, too much uncertainty, too much poor form um, and too many points haven't been scored against them this season I, I think the Cowboys will uh, be looking to you know, once they get through game two there's, there's the tail end of the origin season and Then we, we make our final run towards the finals and the Cowboys will be looking to, to ramp things up to cement a spot in the top eight and uh, they can do that by getting over the top of the Knights. So I expect them to put a good showing in and, and JT to lead them to victory.
1: Well, let's be real, their waveform's been shithouse and the Knights have been doing good first halves of football too. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. If Thurston comes out in good health and you know, guys like Matt Scott, that's probably all they're going to need to get over the top them. Yeah, exactly. And... That is full time for episode 159. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, and uh, on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash ThisWeekInLeague. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around, all that sort of thing. Spread the love, spread the word. iTunes, new review this week from your mate. I'm Tim McIntyre, underscore. 20 bucks. Hash. 20 bucks. Well, here's, here's the title of the review. Hash Team Chapo. Not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks, five stars. <laughs> Love it. It's a great podcast. Keep up the great work. Oh, by the way, Mounties is the feeder club of Canberra Raiders, not Goulburn. Tweet soon. When did we ever fucking say that otherwise? That's what I want to know. We would only have been making a joke about fucking Mounties I don't think, or, or about Goulburn.
0: I think he's he's taken the term Mounties far too literally, um, and I don't remember ever making that joke.
1: Speaking of mounting, excellent segue. You're welcome. We make our outlandish statements, you know, at the start of the season for who the revelation of the season's going to be and all that sort of thing. Yes. And, uh, I've got to say... Jake Mammo. Well, you you would have said, like, Brooks probably, yeah, or Hot Sauce.
0: Oh, I don't... I think I said Hot Sauce two seasons ago. I wasn't going to jump tr- like tr- tr- at him again. So you would have said Brooks and. Oh, you? I think Brooksie. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I always, you know, it's, it's hard at the start of the season, but, uh... At the halfway point of the season, I've got my revelation locked in. Right. is the cheerleader for the Panthers with blonde hair and big tits. Gets fucking done up in the in the fucking latex, spandex it, it the spandex, whatever the
0: fuck. It sounds like something I'd be... I'd be in the pleather of vinyl. For. And
1: only because of the vinyl. Yeah,
0: the blonde with big boobs doesn't... It's not normally lighting my fire.
1: And she just jumps around and they're just... Oh. Nathan... Just fucking tremendous. You
0: sound, you sound like a teenage boy. Look. And I it, think you need to have a little bit more decorum. I think you need to think about what you do <laughs> what you're trying to bring to the table as a host of the number one rugby league podcast on the planet.
1: Titties. With, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to bring.
0: Yeah, okay, fair yeah, no, fair enough. I'm you're just like
1: saying it. absolutely. Superlative. Superb superb cheerleading Saludous. she cheerleaders so fucking good that she she is so far far and away with only daylight coming second my revelation of the 2014 season
0: Gus you dirty old man
1: Gus you fucking genius five year plan I've got a five year plan for me and her a fucking five minute plan for me <laughs> <laughs> I've got a
0: 43 second plan I don't know if I'm going to be able to give you five years sorry
1: Tipping uh, Shane Aaron Elvis maintains his lead this is provisional at the moment because we still have this round uh, the origin results outstanding just
0: waving his wand around everywhere
1: he's had a shit round so far he's only got 3 out of 5 to date but second place only had 3 out of 5 as well and a lot of the top 10 actually have gone down they've seemed to have fallen down by picking the doggies over the eels and a lot of them yeah that actually is the one yeah, and a couple of them went the wrong way in the Titans Melbourne game but uh, second Life of tie Tigers 12.0 three card magic trick GT John Whitey all on 71 two points off the lead and then on one further one point further back we have Tucker Paraman 1973 David Kingston and Fudu Rock and I continue to surge I'm surging I'm like you know (laughs) in striking distance to the top of the table Third last to
0: striking distance
1: literally third last to I think after this round I'll probably be sitting in the 80s that's awesome so that's a turnaround in like three weeks too so (laughs) charging fantasy once again, bookended by the Wendells. Michael F., that'd be the Fisher's Wendells. He's in He's in first place. Uh, narrowly behind him is Too Much Tuna. Then we've got CJ's, Sarcastic Pricks, Dingbats, Winter is Crowding, NZ underscore Magpie 54, Mighty Doggies, Toto's Terrors, and the secondary Wendells. From first to tenth, the margin is under 600 points, so uh, everyone is still in it. Good job. And with uh, the shop... We're still clearing out the old Revelation shirts, Tigers in Decline shirts as well. Um, I'll, I'll get this, you know, I'm sure is going to be pushing this Sack Cardi business. So we'll see what the deal is there. And uh, as we record the show on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, if uh, the Mighty Blues are to take the series, then Wednesday night at full time, or, you know, 30 seconds after full time, or if it's a blowout, you know, maybe a couple minutes earlier, one in a row. Get
0: ready for the design
1: get ready for the one in a row shirt to be unveiled for pre order. It'll be that the second New South Wales winner series, whether it's last year, this year or, you know, ten years from now, the second that the series is won, uh, that shirt will be going on sale and uh I'm loving it and I can't wait to produce it. So it's, it's with the printer. It's just wait I just have to pick up the phone and say, pull the trigger and I will be pulling the trigger on like you know, the uh pre orders and stuff on Wednesday night if New South Wales should uh, get away with the victory. As I guess that me brings us to origin. It's kinda of hard to talk about origin, uh the game too because in Queensland's case, the team's not going to be settled until, you know, probably that you know one hour before kick off deadline where they had to submit their team list. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I um English looks like he's gonna be there. Cherry Evans is looking more like he's gonna be there, but you know, do you really want to have a guy there that you know if he takes one decent contact?
0: Look, as I said to one of the boys at work today, Paul Gallon as rake stitches in a club game, what's what's he gonna do to a bloke if he's doubtful for the most important Origin game of in history?
1: Because <laughs> let me tell you, you don't have to be, you don't have to do anything dirty to get him out. I mean, you just have to swing your arm around that leg to to affect the tackle. Yeah, around the legs tackle. Or well,
0: you know, if he's if he's already held by a couple of other defenders, why wouldn't ball. you? Why wouldn't you
1: shoulder the knee? Yeah, from the side. Yeah, exactly. Or from the front. You know. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's so gonna,
0: it's like I said, it's the most important origin game of, of in history and I think that you know, it's it's gonna be anything goes, so
1: putting my putting my Manly New South Wales and uh well yeah, just those two hats on. I think that, you know, A it's better for New South Wales if Cherry Evans doesn't play. It's better for Manly if he doesn't play and get, you know, further injured or more, you know, mm. whatever. So uh, you know, by all means, stick Ben Hunt in there.
0: I look forward to Robbie Farrar playing an unbelievable match. Win lose all getting draw
1: Getting this one in a row shirt off for us.
0: What are you gonna say if Robbie Farrow has gets man in the match in a in a New South Wales victory, what are you gonna say next year? I'll
1: fucking shout him a one in a row shirt. I will send it to him. I'll fucking hand it to him personally.
0: I'd like to see that.
1: Or at least send it to him. I'm sure we could find out how to get one to him. And uh
0: with a voucher for a snitzel
1: Or maybe a snitch and say, look you know mate you know, you, here's you know, how it's you, done if you don't want your business to fucking go crashing down this is the magic one mate <laughs> this, is, this is how you do your alright such a troll <laughs> you fucking brought a Schnitzel, up not me membership packs yeah if membership had, packs a little bit of delay
0: as far as the transport goes we had to pre-order the packaging online in order to A. save costs and B. make it easier in order for the uh logistical exercise of getting all those membership packs to the post office at the one time just waiting for those to arrive sorry for the delay they will be at your doorstep at soon at soon very soon that lets go on this week in league
1: it's good it's been a good learning experience because I mean I've never had to fucking for any reason send this much shit out no Uh, me either and we
0: were a little bit unprepared as far as that went we had a predetermined plan, and then that plan turned to shit when we actually tried to put it into practice. So, uh, have been slightly delayed, but they yeah. have been ordered now, and uh, as soon as they arrive, it'll be. It should only be a couple yep. of days. So
1: yeah, and it's good. Uh, and it's a good. I would pro-
0: envisage I will be packaging. I think we'll be sixty million fucking membership packs up this weekend. So Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been for us. It's been a nice problem to have because. It's been like the demand that we didn't expect, sure, is, is what has put us in, is put us in position, so which is which is fantastic. But uh, rest assured that uh, next season's memberships, will actually get them get everything together. What we're going to do for them, you know, after the end of the season, and they'll be you know able to be ordered before Christmas. And so they'll be able to be you know we'll we'll actually have them you know dispatched for production you know before the end of the year, which means that you know hopefully with this time, yeah, next time we'll be able to get them out for the start of the football season.
0: The point we're trying to make is we're good at talking shit about football, mm-hmm, not so good at merchandise yeah
1: now we're tremendous at it I mean it's been fantastic it's been awesome to get the, to, to 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 learn a about bit it practice. yes it has it has, but uh all good we're really happy with the results and everything so uh Hopefully you guys will be too. I'm sure you will. I can't wait to see it. That's it.
0: I'm going to drive home half asleep again. Don't crash. I'll try not to. See you next week. See ya.